It is a regular day, just like any other day, in the city of Huzhou in southeast China. Huzhou, spelt H-U-Z-H-O-U. You know, people are eating out, people are having fun, people are playing on the streets, shops are all open, everyone's just having a lot of fun. Just a normal day like no other. Then, all of a sudden, in the nearby lake, there is a scream. People around are like, what's going on? Someone yells, look, there's something floating in the lake. Everyone goes to the lake and tries to see what that floating thing is. And as they look closer, they're all horrified. What they're seeing in the lake, floating there, is a rotting human corpse. G'day everyone, I'm your host Stephen, and welcome to another episode of the Bamboo History Podcast. For those of you who are new, the Bamboo History Podcast is a podcast that talks about Chinese and East Asian history. If this type of content is up your alley, please subscribe to my podcast right now, and also follow my Instagram at Bamboo History Podcast, where you'll find visual content for the episodes of my podcasts, as well as additional historical content that aren't podcast episodes. So yeah, let's just get straight into it. I've always been a fan of true crime, especially true crime podcasts. And just a shout out to my favourite true crime podcast, Case File. They're doing an amazing job. I love their content. And like me, they're Australian as well. Check them out. And because I love true crime, I thought it would be a good idea to do a true crime themed episode on a crime case that happened in ancient China. And believe it or not, there are plenty of stories like that going around. Like the one that I'm going to talk about today, and you're all probably wondering right now, who's that person who was that rotting corpse floating in the lake? Well, you're about to find out. Around the same time the mysterious floating corpse was found, a man named Zhou Sheng, spelt Z-H-O-U-S-H-E-N-G, made a report to the authorities that his best friend, Zhao San, spelt Z-H-A-O-S-A-N, had been missing for three days. The person responsible for the case would be the county magistrate, known in Chinese as either a Xianling, X-I-A-N-L-I-N-G, a Zhixian, Z-H-I-X-I-A-N, or they could also be known as a Xianyin, spelled X-I-A-N-Y-I-N. County magistrates back in ancient China are most similar to a modern-day mayor of a city or a county. Except unlike the modern-day mayor, the county magistrate was also a judge, a chief of police, and also a tax collector amongst an array of other duties, so they were almost like an everyday man in the government. Anyway, after Zhou Sheng reported the missing person to the county magistrate, the county magistrate ordered a search to find Zhao San but Zhao San was nowhere to be found. The county mayor suspected foul play. And he was right. When the body was found in the river, 
it was identified as Zhao San, the missing man. Hence, the missing persons case quickly became a homicide case. Similar to modern day crime, ancient Chinese crime was also similar in terms of motives for murder. The county magistrate decided to bring in Zhao San's closest associates for questioning. Knowing that murder was most likely committed by the people closest to the victim, just like modern day murders. The people that the county magistrate brought in for questioning were Zhou Sheng, Zhao San's best friend and the person who reported the missing man. Sun Shi, spelt S-U-N-S-H-I. Sun Shi was Zhao San's wife. And Zhang Chao, spelt Z-H-A-N-G-C-H-A-O. He was a boat handler who was with Zhou Sheng and Zhao San before Zhao San went missing. The county magistrate asked each of them to recount their version of events leading up to Zhao San's disappearance. Zhou Sheng said, Zhao San and I were best friends and brothers. And both of us have saved up a lot of money because we wanted to make it big, we wanted to get really rich, and we both agreed to go to the big city, the big city of Nanjing, to do business together. But it took ages to convince Zhao San to come with me, because his bloody wife wouldn't let him go. So they had a lot of arguments over that, but eventually he, he convinced her. So the day he disappeared was actually the day that we were due to leave for Nanjing. The day before he disappeared, both of us had gone to the docks to talk to Zhang Chao and his crewmen because we wanted to make arrangements with them to help us transport us to Nanjing by boat. We all agreed that Zhang Chao would take us to Nanjing the next day, and then after we made that arrangement, we paid Zhang and his crewmen a deposit, and then we went to celebrate. We had a lot of food and we drank a lot, and then after that, we both went home. And that was the last time I saw my best friend. Next, it was Sun Shi's turn to talk. She said, <clears throat> Well, the day before my husband disappeared, he came home really late and he was really drunk. He was talking about his stupid trip with his friend Zhou Sheng to Nanjing, and he was saying, ooh, how excited he was and all that. I mean, I love my husband so much, and we've been married for a long, long time, and because of that, I don't want him to go. I don't want to let him go. I want to be with his side forever. And when he said that he was going to leave the next day, I got really sad. I begged him, Zhang Fu, Zhang Fu, don't go, don't go. And then he got angry, and, and we got into a huge argument. And then after that, that argument, we both went to bed, and the next morning he got up, I made him breakfast, and he left. And, <laughs> sorry, and that, and that was the last time I saw him, my, my love. <laughs> Sun Shi was visibly upset when she recounted the events leading up to her husband's disappearance. The last person to talk was Zhang Chao. He told the county magistrate. So uh, Zhou Sheng and his friend Zhao San 
came to the docks to ask us to take them to Nanjing to do business. I was like, yeah, sure, mate. And then we negotiated on a price, and then afterwards, I agreed to take them the next day. Then after we made the agreement, Zhao San got out some money and gave me a deposit, promising that I'd get the full payment once we got them to their destination. Then afterwards, I stayed up all night, eating, drinking and playing cards with my crewmen, and then I went to bed. Then, the next morning, I was expecting both of them to show up. But only Zhou Sheng shows up. And then when he comes over, he's like, Hey mate, have, have you seen uh, my friend, Zhou San? I was like, no, I haven't. And Zhou Sheng gets really worried, he's like, oh, sh- sh- he's not, he's supposed to be here. Can you go, uh... Uh, look for him for me, please? So yeah, I told him that I hadn't seen him, and then Zhou Sheng tells me to go to Zhou San's house to look for him, thinking that maybe he had overslept or something like that. So yeah, I went to Zhou San's house, and I knocked on the door, yelling for Zhou San's wife to open up. I was like, Sun Shi, open up, open up. When Zhou San's wife came to the door, I asked her if she had seen Zhou San, and she told me, she had already left for the docks. I was like, what? That can't be right. So I went back to the docks, and then Zhou Sheng and I searched for Zhou San for the next few days. And then after a few days, Zhou Sheng went to report him as a missing person. So after hearing all of this, it's really hard to determine who exactly knew of Zhou San's disappearance and murder. The county magistrate determined that as the wife, Sun Shi, last saw Zhao San, she was the primary suspect. And from his perspective, it did make sense. Firstly, Sun Shi was against his husband leaving her to do business with Zhou Sheng. And secondly, they also had that argument at the night of Zhao San's disappearance. And the argument had been verified by the neighbours who had heard them all arguing that night. So the county magistrate determined that Sun Shi had killed her husband in a fit of rage during that argument and asked her, Did you kill your husband? Sun Shi initially was unmoved and she kept crying. (laughs) So the county magistrate yelled, Did you kill your husband? Sun Shi panicked. She broke into tears and she was like, (laughs) Yes. Yes, it was me. It was me that killed him. And confessed that she had killed her husband. The county magistrate in triumph was like, Ha! We got the murderer! And sentenced Sun Shi to death. And she was thrown into prison to await her execution. Hence, the case of the floating man was solved. So, yeah, that's it. That's the end of the story of an ancient Chinese psych got you all. You see, the episode can't end yet because the story isn't over. In fact, this case takes a huge turn. A short while after Sun Shi was thrown into prison, an investigator with the surname Yang, Y-A-N-G, I don't know what his given name is, sorry. Well, this investigator was reading through old case files when he stumbled across this case of the floating man. Similar to me, he was intrigued about this case as well, and he read on. 
As he read through the file, he realised something wasn't right with this case. And all of a sudden, his eyes lit up and it was like, Oh, shit. And he ordered for Sun Shi to be questioned again. This time, she denied ever killing her husband. Wait, what? I'm confused now. You see, she had only confessed to the county magistrate at the time because she felt intimidated by the county magistrate, and she did so out of duress. When investigator Young realised she was telling the truth, that validated his suspicions. So he ordered his men to go and arrest the person that was actually responsible for the death of Zhao San, and that person was, wait for it, wait for it, the person who was responsible for the death of Zhao San was the person who had gone to look for Zhao San, the person who had agreed to transport Zhou Sheng and Zhao San to Nanjing, the boatman Zhang Chao. Wow. You must all be wondering then, why did investigator Yang determine that Zhang Chao was the real murderer? Hmm, I'm actually curious to know as well. Firstly, we have to question, why was the body found in the lake? I mean, if the wife really did it, firstly, she wasn't physically that strong, so how did she get the body to the lake? And also, if she really killed her husband at her own home, why would she dump it into the lake? She could have just buried her husband, you know, nearby or even at home. But more importantly, it was what Zhang Chao said to the county magistrate that irked investigator Yang. Remember what Zhang Chao said when he had went to Zhao San's house to search for him? Instead of asking for Zhao San himself, you know, the person he was actually looking for, he straight away asked for the wife instead. Which I find really strange because that was Zhao San's house. He should have knocked on the door yelling out his name, but why was he yelling out the wife's name? That was what made Investigator Young suspicious, because the only reason why you would say that was because Zhang Chao already knew that the husband wasn't at home. This meant that Zhang Chao knew what happened to Zhao San, and he became Investigator Young's primary suspect. So eventually, after Zhang Chao was arrested, he did confess to killing Zhao San, and he killed him because when he saw that Zhao San had given him the deposit, he saw that he had a lot of money, which triggered greed inside Zhang Chao. And so, when Zhao San came to the docks that morning to embark on their trip, Zhang killed him, took his money, and tossed him into the river. As a result, Zhang Chao was then sentenced to death, and Sun Shi was released. So yeah, that is now definitely the end of the story. The story actually has many variants when I researched it online, with variations to the names of the characters, the location of the events, as well as the time period of these events. This particular version of the story, however, has been drawn from an actual historical text, a book written and published in the year 1626 by a man named Feng Menglong, spelt F-E-N-G-M-E-N-G-L-O-N-G. The book's name is 
智囊全集 ，Z H I N A N G Q U A N J I， and the author Feng Menglong compiles hundreds of stories, including this one, in his book with the intention of educating readers on how to attain greater intelligence and wisdom. I guess from my point of view, an important takeaway is not to make assumptions and instead analyze problems in depth before making your conclusions. In this case, the county magistrate messed up because he assumed straight away that it was the wife who had killed Zhao San, then justified his own conclusion in his mind, and then almost had an innocent person killed. Investigator Yang, on the other hand, analyzed the case file more carefully. Questioned the wife first to validate his conclusion, and then went on to arrest the real killer, Zhang Chao. So yeah, that's it. That's the end of the story of the case of the floating man. I hope you enjoyed this episode and my shot at doing a true crime episode. If you want to hear more about ancient Chinese crime cases like this, please let me know. And yeah, before I go. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and follow me on my Instagram. If you have any feedback, topic suggestions, or just want to reach out to me for a chat, you can either DM me on my Instagram or email me. Details will be in the description box below. Ah, <sighs> okay, time to go now. Thanks everyone for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day or evening, and I'll see you at the docks. Ah,、uh, sorry, I mean I'll see you all next time on the Bamboo History Podcast. Bye for now.